0: I'm Jessica, and I'm
1: Carla.
0: It's been nearly 35 years since we graduated from high
1: school in 1989 and we're getting ready for another reunion next year. We've always had a class that shows up big and comes out in force for our reunions. But we're always left wanting to know more about what each of these cool humans has done since we graduated. And how they've evolved from our classmates back in 89 to the people they are today. Everyone has a story, and we want to capture these stories here for our classmates or for anyone who loves a good story.
0: So tune in to be a part of Jessica and Carla's high school reunion. Welcome! (laughs) We're doing this. We're doing it. We are going to do it. The, the, uh, the latest of several creative collaborations between Carla and
1: Jessica. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. It may not be as good as a scavenger hunt, but it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> It'll still be great. Um, so what I think we should do
0: is start with explaining where this idea came from. Right and why it was so exciting to us. Yeah. Yeah. So so where where do you tell us about the ideas spark?
1: Yeah, so about a month ago, I think I called you and I was running, mm-hmm. which I sometimes do cuz it's a great time to catch up with people. And we, I think you must have talked, we must have talked for almost the full 45 minutes of my run. Mm -hmm. And then as we hung up, I kept running, sort of thinking to myself. And all of a sudden I had this incredible, like just inspiration. Maybe it was from our conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have been friends for a long time. I mean, 40 years, 40 40 years. years. Yeah. That's (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> I thought to myself, well, how lucky I am to have this long, long friendship with such an amazing person. And I also started to think a little bit about sort of the origins of that friendship back at our school, which we began in eighth grade, and, um, and thought how lucky I feel to actually keep in touch with so many people from oh. our high school and from our class. And how unusual that is. And, you know, now it's been 35 years or almost 35 years since we graduated yeah. from high school. And we're going to get ready for yet another one of our high school reunions, which we have every five years. And I'm always amazed at how many people show up to that reunion and really show up just really happy to see one another. And I think that's a little unusual.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just thought, Wouldn't it be amazing to collect all of these people's stories? You know, everyone has a story to tell, right? And we've all evolved and changed. This is not, in my mind, an attempt to go back to the glory days of high school. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: you know. There were some glorious (laughs)
1: moments, but there were also some pretty ugly ones.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I don't know, it's not even, I mean, we might talk about some high school. Times, but I'm actually just more interested in the people we've become and the textured lives we've led since then. So, yeah, my, my motivation
0: comes from a similar place, which is I I still feel such affection
1: mm-hmm. for
0: our high school class, um, and real curiosity about what people have been up to and how have things changed for them over the years and um, you know, what's life really, really been like it's,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like um, there's just something pretty cool about having real conversations with somebody who you've known for 35, 40 years because at least I feel like there's a foundation of trust. And if I can say, My life has been a complete circus for the last however long, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it feels safe to say that because I have enough background with people and and I hope people would feel the same with with me where they could be like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about the disaster that just happened, you know? Um, Of course, I want to hear the great parts too, but um, it's just really neat for me to be associated with a group of people who I really feel is generous and, um, and smart and hilarious and talented. <laughs> and um, I just want to keep nurturing those relationships.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think our goal, maybe we'll get, we had a class of about a hundred, a little over a hundred. And I think there are some people who are sort of tangential to our class who maybe started with us, but maybe didn't finish, but who <laughs> still feel, like they're oh, there some part of it, yeah. Part of it. So mm-hmm. I wanna get everyone, that's probably not a hundred percent realistic, but we can try. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, I think it'd be a wonderful tribute to our class, but also like I mean, all of these people are interesting. They all as I said, they all have a story. So who knows who else might tune in and listen mm-hmm. to these yeah. stories. Um And once again, you know, walk down memory lane, but really more to the present and and maybe even a little bit about the future. So who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think our goal is to like have a guest on just about every week Mm -hmm. and to help remind us of what they were like in in high school and, and sort of what's happened in the 35 years since. Mm hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And then when we show up for our 35th reunion,
0: we'll already know so much about each other. We can just jump right in to all the good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like slightly better than Facebook. I mean, (laughs) I will say, I I have so many of our classmates on Facebook as friends, and some are very avid posters, and some don't post at all. And, you know, you always get this really curated, beautiful picture of people's lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Some are more vulnerable on Facebook than others. But um, yeah, I think this is about adding some color to that for sure. Me too. And <laughs> I'm hoping we'll
0: kind of spark some maybe new connections. Somebody who I, you know, wasn't really very close to in high school that I'll realize now, wow, I have so much in common with this person or I'm so interested in what they're working on right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's,
1: I'm excited to see what we learn. Oh, me too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so should we practice a little bit on each other? I feel like since no one's going to interview us, we should do that (laughs) for one another in this opening episode. What do you think? I agree.
0: (laughs) So what have you been up to, Carla Robbins (laughs) Silver? Yes. Since
1: 1989? Uh, Not a lot, actually. nah that's a good question and I you know it's a question I could go in so many directions on but Mm -hmm. I would say I've been I've been living a pretty um I would say pretty uh average life I am happily married you know 26 27 years to the same person um who I met out of college um Go back a little bit. So you, you went from high school. You went straight to college. I did. I went to college in Atlanta. Okay. Did a little Southern living and then went off to my very first job in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that's where mm-hmm. I met my husband. And we moved to California shortly after. And we've lived here for 25 years, 26 years, um, mm-hmm. mostly in the Bay Area. And we both had really amazing careers in education and um, now I'm. I like to think of myself as a little bit of an entrepreneur. Um, I own my own consulting company, and it's been such a amazing opportunity to travel and learn. And, and maybe such
0: cool work. I love. I love the work you're doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. I've, I've been. I was so inspired by you back in the day when we, um, when you worked at an organization called Breakthrough and. I got a chance to get a taste of that one summer with you and that was a huge part of my my professional world. I would say that like, you know, obviously the joy of my life and also the the frustration of my life are my three children. <laughs> uh-huh. I have three kids and one's in college and one's about to head off to college in the fall and one is an eighth grader, which is always just, you know, just every day a new a new, um, adventure. (laughs) Um, yeah, but that's been, that's what what I've been doing and it's been really fun at times and really hard at times. I mean, my kids have always, you're always as happy as your least happy kids. So, (laughs) you know, that's, and, and parenting in this day and age is really filled with all sorts of dynamics that we didn't have. Um, I think my, I think, my lucky stars every day that we did not have social media when I was in high school and college. I know. <laughs> because what it would have been <clears throat> ugly? ugly. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but, you know, I can't say that I've had any, like, you know, I haven't won the lottery or anything good <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> haven't a moment, movies or had any hit singles or <laughs> <laughs> no awards, but, um, you know, it's been pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: When, when you were in high school, what did you imagine? <clears throat> what were you like then? In your own mind, I can tell you what I think, but how would you...
1: Describe yourself then. You know, it's funny. Sometimes you see your kids and you wonder, like, was I that way? And then, once again, our own perspectives of ourselves are so often mm-hmm. very, um, you know, we, we, we have a lot of blind spots, right? Mm-hmm. Over the years, you get to learn a lot more about those blind spots. When people give you feedback or whatever. But I think when I look back, when I try to, like, picture myself, you know, I think I was a pretty, um, I think I was, like, a kid a little bit on the fringe. You know, I didn't have one sort of area of the school that I really clicked in on. I wasn't uh, an athlete. I wasn't a theater person. I wasn't a music person. I didn't have, like, one group of friends. I mean, I did have a group of friends, but it our class was a little more fluid. Yeah, it was a little more fluid. You know, I loved music. I loved listening to music. I really associated with that. I loved kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I I, I wonder, it's really hard to know how, what people thought of me. I think they thought I was totally fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the more interesting question is like, what did you think of yourself?
1: How did you see yourself? How does that kind of... (laughs) I really really liked the people and I liked, I had a good social life. I had friends inside school, I had friends outside school. I, um, you know, I wasn't a star student. And that was sometimes hard in our school because there were so many bright people. Um, Good I, Lord. And I wasn't else. an athlete. And I think that was the other big thing that was so big at our school. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't an athlete, you could at least be a debater. And I wasn't even... <laughs> so I don't know. That's I don't think I had any idea what I was going to do in the world. Yeah. I had no clue. I had no... No ideas. I didn't think I wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor. I just had no clue. So I didn't even entertain it. I didn't even think about it. So what was
0: the experience that made you, that really landed you in education? I mean, you went into education right after college, right?
1: Yeah, I think I thought it was going to be a totally temporary thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I thought, oh, it was a couple years, maybe max. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Oh, I'll teach a little bit. And then, of course, I really did I didn't even teach for that long before I went on to do other things in schools and then other kind of work. But Mm -hmm. I, gosh, I just, you know, I think I was like, oh, what what do you do after college? So I think Mm -hmm. I'll just do this. (laughs) And I, to my, I mean, I think a lot of my life has been a little bit of like, what do I get into, right? Whatever. Whatever is sort of the next thing is where I go. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: I wish I could say I was a lot more intentional about everything I do. But
0: I think, though, that's the way most people find what they're actually passionate about. Maybe. Is by either stumbling into it or trying it. Because if you sit in the chair and you try to map out what I want to be in 10 or 15 years, it's the feeling of doing it is really what tells you this is exciting for me or not. You know, I'm really good at this, or I need to work a lot harder if I'm going to be good at this.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get. I'm. I'm going to get. We're going to. I get to ask you all these questions too. But I'm curious. Yeah. What did you think about me? <laughs> First of
0: all, we have. I've always thought of you as an amazing collaborator. Oh. Um, we have had so much fun doing silly things, from creating plays and. Making <laughs> costumes and talking our parents into letting us do car trips to California before there were phones. We went to California, and then we also went to the East Coast so that we could write about it for the school paper.
1: Right, right, that right. Was- so <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day, I'm thinking I can't believe that we would, at 15, get into a car, drive from New Mexico all the way to California, no phones. Yep, barely licensed drivers. I mean, right, parents, a couple okay. gallons of water in case the car overheated in the,
0: the desert. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's. It is amazing to think about that, um, given today's climate. But, um, but my point in that, I guess, is, I think you've naturally been a collaborator your whole life, and you do so much of that now, mm-hmm. um, and you probably have a lot more vocabulary. And like ability to talk about the skills in it, but I think you're you have a natural talent for that that was blooming in in high school, (laughs) Um, and I think that's tied to you're innately generous. So you're okay with somebody else being the best at that thing, and maybe this goes to what you were just saying about I didn't feel like I was the best in athletics or the best of you know I debater or whatever, but and some people would be really sour about that.
1: Oh, yeah. You know?
0: But instead, I think maybe because you know there's just this generosity of spirit that you just were like, that is wonderful for you. And I get to kind of enjoy <laughs> that with you. And I don't know. To me, that's very much linked to your collaboration. It's nice. Uh, so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's hilarious okay. also. Oh, always yes, very funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very so funny. funny. <laughs> Preppy. Preppy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did love a good J. Crew shirt. Mm-hmm. Imagine mean, I J. Crew, you know, shopping spree. Oh, you bet. <laughs> Loafers, yeah.
0: <laughs> Driving moccasins. <clears throat> then, with me, I want to
1: talk about you. Okay. Okay. What have you been doing for the last thirty-five years? <laughs> Anything?
0: Oh, you know, a little of
1: this, little of that. Um,
0: what have I been doing for the last thirty-five years? I I did a lot of the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I went to college, I got job right out of college and education. Um, I spent my twenties just working my butt off and oh, yeah. loving it, but really focused on work. Got married in my late twenties, had three kids in my thirties. <laughs> um, kept working, and you know, it was. I, I tried to. I, I moved to Austin. I built friendships and community connections here, and um, it feels like until I turned forty, everything was was like going according to plan. It's like mm. click. Got that one, check, (laughs) got that one. And then my 40s were just completely like, ha ha, you don't (laughs) know. (laughs) You don't know what's going to happen or or even what's going to make you happy or, you know, it's just so much change in my 40s. And Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for the perspective that it has given me about humans in general. You know, any hubris that might have existed about how I have architected my life and pulled it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, it's so clear to me now how much things are not in our control right. and how much um, power we still have to navigate the situations that present themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, when all, when things started to change for you, how did you, how did you respond? How was your, how was your reaction?
0: You know, I think I've always been someone who doesn't like to be in limbo and I don't like to sit and wait and kind of see how things play out. For me, it's a lot more the better way to deal with my anxiety with that is to start doing things and start acting. And so I think that, um, my response was just to start doing. Um, and I think that helped me feel some ownership, some agency, some control over situations that were really not controllable. But, um, but I really having longtime friends made such a difference with those challenges. Um, Having some, be, you know, all the, the challenges are all family related, kids, my marriage, having some work it's still in my life was very valuable both mm-hmm. because it just let me pu- put my brain on something else for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But also because when I felt like, gosh, am I good at any of this? Then I would go to work and something great would happen. I'd be like, oh, good. I have a win today. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like you said, I mean, everything is, it's all perspective and I feel super lucky and um, just, I'm grateful for the good times. I'm grateful for the bad times. And I am kind of hoping that this next decade is a little less growth. Yeah, a little less growth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm ready to just kind of like get comfortable in the suit I'm in and not grow anymore, <laughs> um, but um, for yeah. a while I'm sure there'll be more. But um, but I am grateful for the growth and for the lessons that I've learned from from the last decade. I'd say probably my teens and my 40s is when I learned the most. Well,
1: speaking of your teens, maybe we should revisit those those teen years for just a few. And, um, you know, thinking back on on your high school years, what did you think you might be doing? And what were you like back then, at least according to you? According to me, I mean, I was an angel. <laughs> oh, okay. Did wrong. okay. Now let your parents know. turn this I, off. And then... I, I, not- I, 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 <laughs> in high school, I
0: really enjoyed the people that we were in school with. I had a lot of respect for our teachers. Mm. Um, I feel like I wanted to do a good job in school, but I wasn't going to totally kill myself to be the best academically. And in middle school, that was super important to me, but in high school, there were a lot of other things I was interested in doing. Um, And so I really got okay with being like, I'm I'm good, but it's okay if I'm not the best at this or that, you know? Um, I think the thing that when I look back now, what I see in myself then was that I was pretty fearless. Hmm. Like we would try some crazy things and, and I don't mean like risky, stupid things, but why don't we try doing you know, why don't we recruit half of our class to perform a play for audiences that we haven't developed yet? But, you know, like
1: we can do it.
0: We can do it. It'll be fine. No budget, no rehearsal times. I mean, but it was the sort of thing that just was um, an example, I think, of just feeling like, why not try it? Let's try it. Um, and I think as I got older and I had more people like, kids and families were depending on me, I became more fearful. Mm. And it's really only in the last few years that I've realized, oh, I was carrying a lot of worry as an adult that I was going to fail. And in high school, I don't think I had that. Mm. I was really willing to put myself out there. Yeah. One of the things that made me have this realization was going to the Joshua Tree Concert in 2017. Oh, because and you were looking we back. Had gone, yes. Yeah. Because we had gone in high school.
1: Yeah, in
0: 1987. In 1987, and listening to that music and seeing it live with the visuals and everything, it, it was like I was re-inhabiting my body in mm-hmm. high school and what i realized was so different was what this enormous sense of possibility i had
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and not because i thought the world was so awesome but i just didn't doubt myself
1: mm.
0: it's amazing
1: so, isn't that crazy music is so powerful yeah i wonder if that's i wonder if that's a generational attribute I, do you think kids I mean do you think your kids today have that same sense of possibility and ability to do anything
0: I mean I think they're
1: terrified by social media
0: and the internet
1: yeah if you mm-hmm. fail public it's on it's on everywhere it's so, it's so hard mm-hmm. you have to have
0: a super strong mm-hmm. belief in who you are and your worthiness to really go far out there that's my sense i i don't feel like any of my kids is as comfortable looking stupid trying something as i was Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you remember when we took tennis
1: lessons oh my gosh bubbles and flash we we looked stupid trying but we had fun (laughs) we did we totally did Did you think you were going to go, do you think when you look ahead, you could picture yourself doing what you were doing, having kids, having a career in education. I mean, why'd you do what you did? Kids and family, I
0: think I would, I would have imagined, did Mm -hmm. imagine. Um, Career-wise, no, I didn't have any idea really. I had thought at some point I would do editing, like I would be an Book editor, a magazine editor, um, and I once I'd spent a little time in a press, and then I'd also done some other work. I realized I really need to be around people more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so I feel like I kind of just stumbled into the education thing, and um, and particularly into education administration, kind of building an organization or building teams. And that's the part of it that I really love the most. Mm -hmm. I'm not great at the huge organization that needs a lot of systems because systems kind of bore me, but the startup and the (laughs) getting people excited. And I love all that.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, I have some reflections on you in in high school and You know, I and I think I can speak for a lot of people in our class too. I mean, I think you were such a incredibly well respected person in our class. I think Mm -hmm. to this day people think of you as having been just such a natural leader in the class. And this is gonna sound a little funny, but if you've ever seen the movie Rushmore (laughs) (laughs) Yes of Max Fisher to you, you know like you are so smart, so, so smart. And oftentimes you would have rather been starting a new club or, you know, yeah. organizing people to do something bizarre like the plays or whatever. Um, I don't think you ever started a beekeepers club or a fencing club, but I wouldn't have put it past you to do that <laughs> because I think that you just loved that ability to start something new and to get people to do it with you. Yeah. And um you know, obviously, you were also just like whether you ever did your homework, which sometimes you didn't. I remember every single marking period at the very end, you'd be like, "Okay, I got to start the papers that I was supposed to do all semester long," and you'd be up all night writing, you know, ten papers. That was horrible. Turn them all in at once, and I don't know how you managed to to not fail your process sometimes. You're so smart that you could get away with it. And I just remember sometimes being like, you know, I turned all my papers in on time. And I just couldn't <laughs> even get the same grade that Jessica did.
0: <laughs> oh, that was such a painful. Procrastination was
1: really a tough thing for me. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was clear that, like, school for you, you did the work. You were smart enough to do the work. You did really well on it. But it, was, it felt to me that it was an opportunity for you to actually try all those other things. And also, it was a social endeavor for both of us. Let's face it.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's social. It's building community and relationships. And yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. it's
0: yeah. yeah. That's why the whole notion of like online school is. No. So it like misses the point for me in so many ways. Yeah. Um. But I get that. It really works for some people.
1: Yeah. I don't think you and I are wired that way. No, for sure. But I think you are definitely a linchpin of our, of our class. And I think to people really to this day, just when they think of our class, I know you are like one of the first people that pops up in people's minds. So I I think that makes me feel good. Yeah. That's those people. Yes, for sure. Okay. I am curious We have come up with kind of a list of questions we want to ask. Okay. And um, should I go ask you first since we're talking? You ask me first. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Who was your high school crush?
0: So, my (laughs) senior year of high school, I couldn't figure out what I was doing for prom. And in the end, I ended up going with Matt. Do you remember this? He was actually dating somebody else, but it was messy. And but the person I really wanted to ask was Chris Travis, but I didn't. You know, I was like, I don't think that. And then I managed to somehow get him and Amy Steiner to go in with me as a double date. It's like I don't know how I screwed this up so badly, but it was after that that Nancy Spencer told. I probably shouldn't use full names.
1: It's okay.
0: After that, our mutual faculty advisor informed Chris that I had almost asked him. And Chris was like, Jessica, why didn't you do it? That's so cute. That's so cute. cute. Yeah. So, you know. And now he's a super cool guy. I love his wife. His boys are adorable.
1: So. Yeah. I get to. I can't wait to bring Chris onto the show. He's going to be. Oh, so- I know. He's so great. <laughs> okay. Here's number question. Number two. Yes. Munch pudding or veal birds discuss. Now, anyone listening to this, who's not part of our class may have no idea what we're talking about, but just for the listeners who aren't members of the class or surrounding classes, munch pudding and veal birds were two delicacies of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the cafeteria. And munch pudding or veal birds, whichever you think is more worth discussing. Go ahead. Munch pudding. Okay. For sure. Okay. I never ate a veal bird. Oh. <laughs> it
0: was I couldn't identify really what it was. And that was a no-go. But munch pudding, I would eat occasionally. And there was somebody at my table who would smear the munch pudding on the back of the little cup that they came in and then stuck it under the table. So that was entertaining.
1: <laughs> good to eat, good for pranks. It's awesome. <laughs> Lunch pudding. Okay, so what clothing brand did you rep in school? I would say J.
0: Crew. Mm. I had a J. Crew denim jacket that had flannel lining. I had J. Crew cable knit sweaters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Benetton too. Yeah, but I'd say J. Crew. I had more things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you also were a big Wear It fan, so you had full cool independent boutique clothes. That is true. I I did
0: try to pull in some things from Wear It, which is I worked there a little bit in high school.
1: Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I was always jealous of that because mm-hmm. you know it was very hip. It was a very hip store. It was very hip. It was really too hip for me. It was very like something you would see in a John, like it was a John Hughes movie thing that you got to work there.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Neighborhood, the cool record stores and all that. True. Yeah. Okay. I know for sure the answer to this, but well, and you had a couple, but what was the car you drove in high school and how did it meet its demise? Oh
0: gosh. (laughs) My first car was a brown Toyota Corolla.
1: It was brown. It was so It was
0: poop brown. And it was, I think, like a 1980 or 1981. Um, And I drove it for about a year. And it met its demise on a rainy morning in the summer when I was driving to my summer job. And I decided I should try to freshen my lip gloss while driving. Oh. And I didn't notice that there was a lot of standing water in the road because I was applying my lip gloss. And when I realized, oh, I better start braking. I'm about to enter this gigantic street with 45-mile-an-hour traffic going both ways. Um, So I started to brake, and I hydroplaned and flipped out into... The super busy intersection and did a 180 and got broadsided by a car, and that was the end of the
1: Toyota. So glad it wasn't the end of you. I remember yeah, when that happened. was a bad one. I remember, uh, you know, that was back in the day with, with no airbags or anything like that. No, it um, was so lucky that the car flipped. Like, yeah. did not flipped over but
0: rotated Yeah, Yeah, because then the impact hit the passenger side.
1: Yeah and I remember you got a Volvo out of that one though.
0: Yeah exactly (laughs) that's right after that my mom was like nope (laughs) you're going to drive this steel you're going to drive this Volvo and what was hilarious was my he did this without talking to my dad about it and when I got it home it wasn't a new Volvo but it was really cute Volvo Yeah. and my dad was like oh what are you going to have to look forward to the rest of your life if you already have a Volvo in high school. <laughs> uh, he felt like he had done me a big favor with the poop brown corolla. So
1: <laughs> that's true. That's,
0: <laughs> yeah. it, it all worked out.
1: I'm also struck by the fact that there were other things to distract us when we drove. It wasn't just texting. True. Lip gloss. Lip gloss. Yeah. yeah.
0: If yeah. you're gonna apply lip gloss, don't move your rear view mirror to see your face, then you gotta move it back. There's a lot of
1: There's a lot going a lot on. of
0: distractions.
1: Yeah. Okay. We both loved music, but if you had to think of a song from high school that sort of encapsulated your your spirit, your vibe, is there one? Like a you know, a band or a, a song? I mean the one that I have the most kind of um
0: specific memories of is the Alphaville album mm-hmm. that came out maybe 9th or tenth grade yeah. with Forever? Nice. Oh god, lots of high school dances for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. We're only watching the skies, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst.
0: Are you gonna drop the bomb or not? Let us die up, no let us live forever. We don't have the power, but we never sing now. That's a, that's a, that brings back all the memories.
1: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you have a favorite hangout spot either on campus or off campus that you just remembered, you know, really enjoying? Um, Favorite hangout
0: spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, on campus, I feel like we sat on the floor near the locker
1: bays a lot. Yeah, that's like true. In the halls. In the halls. Yeah, it was a hall culture <laughs> for sure. But we sat in it. And in teen movies, you don't see people sitting in the halls, but we sat in the we halls. We sat in the halls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm thinking outside of school, where did we hang out? Mostly, I feel like in our cars.
1: Yeah, the parking lot.
0: The DMs parking lot. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Running? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Okay.
1: Do you have a high school regret?
0: The last time I took any science was Mm. my sophomore year of high school. I took chemistry. And then after that, they did not make me take any (laughs) other science. And I, to this day, never learned any science. I mean, I know I memorize stuff about like mitochondria or balancing equations, but I have very little understanding of how... Science actually works. Like, mm. And I, I feel like that was an opportunity that I
1: missed. Science is important. <laughs> I have no physics. No physics zero. No, never took physics. <laughs> how could I have no physical science? I have no idea how anything works in the world. Me neither. None. <laughs> Engineering.
0: I mean, it's so wild to me how people can look at something or, or see something and go, oh, well, that's because of the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? What? <laughs> like, I have no idea when you flip a switch why anything turns on. Yep. Yep. Same. So, you know, I can diagram a sentence. I can, like, anyway, I, that's a regret is that yeah. I feel like I should have tried to really understand that and retain it. Because yeah. knowing how things work and understanding how things fit together is
1: yeah. something you use your whole life if you know. Totally. Did you have a high school teacher that you really loved?
0: I had so many teachers who I really loved. I could pick a a favorite from every grade level. But um, the person who jumped to mind when you asked that is um, Nancy Spencer. Yeah. Um, And I think part of it was that she was a young faculty member
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: um, just really clicked with our class and had done interesting things before she came to us and then went on to do all these interesting things afterwards. And um, she just was one of those teachers who really knew her stuff academically Mm -hmm. and also really connected with with students and cared enough to try to figure out like, what are you into and really neat person.
1: Yeah, it's fun because, um, you know, she's a she's now at another school and is in a very she's in a leadership role there. And so I get to sort of keep an eye on her. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun. to yeah. know she- OK, last question. If you could go back in time and tell your high school something about the future, about your future or about the future in general, but hopefully some intersection of the two. Mm hmm. What would you tell your high school self? You could go back and spend, you know, a few minutes with the Jessica of 1987, 88, 89, somewhere in there. What would you say?
0: I think I would, I'm struggling with how to answer it because I think there's one set of things I'd say if it was like, what do you want? Like, you know, start saving for retirement early.
1: Oh, boo! <laughs>
0: and what I'm really thinking is like, you only have a few more years left with your mom.
1: Oh, like yeah. go do
0: something amazing with your mom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and at that time, my brother and my sister were really young, and I just I come back to to family. To mm-hmm. you know, am I making the most of those years? I worked so hard in my twenties mm. that um. If I'd known how short the window was, yeah. I think I might have made different, I think I would have made different choices. But, yeah. but, you know, we always wish we had more time, right?
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's one of those things too. You're like, what I've wanted to tell, what, I, what I've what i wanted right. to tell. Right. How would you relay that information? The right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's hard for sure. Now my turn. <laughs> your, your turn.
0: <laughs> Carla. Yeah. We're going to ask you some questions about okay. high school. Take us back. All right. I'm, I'm, getting into, I'm getting back there. All right. I have a guess about this answer. Who was your high school crush?
1: Well, I mean, there were people that I openly like liked and like were like even, you know, flirted with and all that stuff. But um I would say kind of on the down low, I had two big crushes, my sophomore and junior years. And one was Jim Hutchison, otherwise known as Hutch, right? He was so cool and he drove this white Subaru and he wore Barnays and he was just kind of cool. And uh, I just had a humongous crush on him. I mean, I don't think he ever spoke to me. He was way ahead of us. He never spoke to me. I had no reason to ever talk to him. I think we were at the same lunchroom table one quarter because we had assigned seats at lunch. <laughs> a Courtney thing about our high school. Lunch was a big deal. And mm-hmm. every nine weeks, you got a new table. And I remember looking at the lists every nine weeks and being like, who's at my table? <laughs> I saw that. I thought I was absolutely going to die. <laughs> right. it was like, I am so lucky. So that was, that was crush number one. Crush number two, absolutely, without a doubt, Mike Steiner. Um, oh, yeah. It, right? Well, I also, is another person I stay in touch with because he's in my industry and know him well and nice. was so cute. And I know you had a story of almost asking Chris Travis to the dance. Well, I actually did ask Mike Steiner to winter ball our junior year. And I mean, it took me every, like, I worked myself up for this. I practiced, I <laughs> Oh, the courage it took for me. And I remember stopping him in the hallway and at least he knew who I was um, because we were on the newspaper together and he was the newspaper's editor. And I asked him to win her ball and he said, oh, Mindy Kinsella asked me just a few minutes ago and I was so upset and I'm sure he was so relieved. (laughs) Yes, I know. I think I ended. I don't remember who I ended up going to winter ball with that year. I don't know. It might have been Kevin Cole, actually, who I adored as a friend. But oh, did I just want to go to winter ball with Mike Steiner? So anyhow, that was my. Those were my two big crushes. And uh, it's it's you know it's they were good. both. It's cool that you still see Mike occasionally. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And he looks exactly the same. I'm not kidding. Paul Rudd of the class of 88 he does not (laughs) that's hilarious wasn't Paul Rudd the sexiest man alive recently yeah I mean and I would say like Michael had that thing about him right Mm -hmm. so yeah he was a basketball player he was so nice very smart so smart so good looking yeah
0: (laughs) All right. next question munch pudding or veal
1: birds. Well, munch pudding was much more interesting to eat. I like the taste of munch pudding. But veal birds are so much more interesting to talk about. Because that <laughs> is the weirdest, weirdest delicacy. I mean, it's veal, fried veal on a stick. Yeah. And it has not been replicated. It's
0: fried veal.
1: <laughs> well, all I know is that it has not been replicated you know, in mass quantities as, as like a frozen food, you know, trend or anything. So I'm not sure where veal birds really came from. Like, who thought of that? Was he, it Mr. Lagore? Did he actually create the veal bird? Or was that something that you could buy that was mass produced and that he served? I don't know. That question bears further investigation.
0: <laughs> You're right. I've never seen a gigantic bunch of
1: billboards at Costco. No. And I also think that they were not served after about our freshman year. I think they got (laughs) completely. I think so. They were like no more. And I don't know if that was some kind of, maybe there was some kind of cold war thing that was happening there with the (laughs) billboards. I don't know.
0: It could be. (laughs) What clothing brand did you rep in school?
1: Yeah, I mean I was definitely a J. Crew gal myself. So I thought I'd go with a slightly slight variation here. And it's not really a clothing band brand, but it was definitely I was a Ray-Ban girl. Like I loved Ray-Bans, right? In fact, I almost bought a pair the other day because I just wanted them so much. Tortoiseshell Ray Bans mm-hmm. Any Day. All right. Tell us about your first car. And Mm -hmm. how it met its demise. Yeah. I had a 1981 red Subaru and it was not a station wagon. It was just like a little compact car. And I loved that car had multiple tape decks that got stolen routinely. And, um, you know, it was kind of a little, little car, but it was just right for me. And it actually died my freshman year in college. At the very end of my freshman year in college, I had brought that car with me to college. And I was one of the few people who had a car that second semester. And um, I drove it everywhere. And I drove everyone everywhere. And when you're in college, you don't know the concept of car maintenance. (laughs) So (laughs) I did no car maintenance on it. And... I'm sure that the oil light, check oil light and gas, you know, check engine light and all that stuff was probably on most of that semester in college. And I just didn't know what to do with it and my brakes, all that stuff. Like I just didn't know anything about car maintenance and I was getting ready to drive back home at the end of the semester and I got in my car and the brakes just like fell out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Were you moving? I don't know. But all I know is that I managed to get the car driving enough so that I parked it behind a fraternity house at college and like just left it there. And all I know is that I heard from someone living in that frat house that summer was that, you know, the car had been totally like, Rocks have been thrown through. It was like, totally. I just, I don't even know what happened to it. I think I eventually had it towed away when I came back to school the next year.
0: Sad. Oh, that is sad. It was a very cute car.
1: Yeah. I think I just opened up the trunk, got the tapes out of the back trunk of the car that I had and then had it towed away.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of tapes, what is a high school song that still speaks to you?
1: Gosh, I mean, I love all 80s music, and as you all know, I love Duran Duran. I would go see them over and over and over again, and, and so Duran Duran as bands. but by the time I got to high school, I was probably a little out of that Duran Duran phase, and for me, I probably, when I think about high school, when I hear music, you know, it's probably more like in excess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you 2 that I really think about and that Joshua Tree album as a whole was probably one of my favorites I, I reviewed it for the school paper so I would say anything off that album and so maybe Where the Streets Have No Name or something good yeah. and I mean that's all early U2 so good I love The Cure, I loved Depeche Mode they're all coming back on tour now so
0: <laughs> oh,
1: in my element <laughs>
0: You'll know all the words.
1: Yeah. teacher stands out to you yeah i mean nancy spencer was probably like for me the most iconic teacher and loved her i would say second to her you'll be surprised to hear this though is alan <laughs> Brassbeer. oh i never had him okay so i had him for math for two years in a row and i was definitely no math genius right <laughs> <laughs> And I loved him because he really helped me to survive math. He was the most helpful guy. His notes that I would take in class were just like so clear. He just always took the time. He really wanted people to love math, even when you didn't understand it. And I had him two years in a row, and I just thought he was such a good teacher. So yeah. cool! Yeah, like this vegan dude back in the day. Yeah. When he Wasn't
0: against- he a runner? Did he coach yeah. the cross country team or yeah. something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's really
1: cool. Yeah, he I would always eat these <laughs> vegan sandwiches. I'm like, what is that? That was before like, <laughs> vegan was not a thing, right? No, Mm-mm. he was vegan.
0: <laughs> what was your favorite place to hang out in college?
1: I loved the frontier. I mean, as a hangout spot. Okay, so like, you know, obviously there was I lived downtown. Mm -hmm. My dad was a university professor and I had gone to the frontier as a kid my whole life. And, you know, it was such the university hangout. But in high school, you know, it was also just a great late night place. It was open 24 hours back in Mm -hmm. the back in the day. And it was a great place that was close enough to my house. And I had friends from Albuquerque High School and they all hung out there. And um, then, you know, great place to get late night hash browns with green chili and cheese and, you know, weekend sweet rolls or whatever. And you could just sit there. And that was also back in the day when everyone would smoke inside. You remember? I mean, you could smoke anywhere. And the whole front of the frontier was like just people smoking cigarettes and hanging out. <laughs> so
0: funny to think about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um,
0: okay. Do you have any regret from call from high school?
1: Do you have a high school regret. Um, well, I think everyone knows that I joined the track team in the spring of 1989 because I had a big crush on Derek West, right? That was like, Why I joined? You're correct that everybody knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows that, and so I, I did that, and I think I learned to really love running, right? But I had never done any running in high school, and my biggest regret was not having started with on the cross country team as a freshman and just tried that. I was really insecure about my own athletic ability and. The whole idea of running just sounded terrible. And of course, now I've run many marathons. I've been a lifelong runner. I still run. And so. Wish you'd started. and started. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I could see that. All right. We have one last question for you. If you could go back in time and tell your high school self something about the future or your future, mm-hmm. what would you do? What would you say?
1: Oh, my God. I have no idea. Let's see. Oh, I think, unlike you, I don't think I was a big risk taker. I think I played it generally pretty safe Mm -hmm. in school and and in college, too. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have told myself to take more risks earlier on, Mm -hmm. to actually just try more things. Mm -hmm. Even when I went to college, I did a lot of the things that I already knew.
0: Mhm.
1: Instead of just doing things, even taking classes that made no sense. <laughs> and I think I would my parents were not big risk takers. I would have told myself take many, many more risks, try so many things, get mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone, and I think that's what I would have done. I'm more inclined to do that now than I was. I'm like the opposite of you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to look. I didn't want to look very foolish in high school, so I I, I definitely played low. Right. Yeah.
0: So well, it's a good thing that that's changed. Yeah. Now you just throw yourself out there. Yeah.
1: With improv and yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, joining the track team as a senior in high school was actually one of the few things I did and just took a risk and it was fun. I loved it. I had so much fun. I didn't love the running. I mean, the running was fine, but I loved being on the team and I loved, you know, all that stuff. And I just didn't care if I was bad and I wasn't that bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it's just a good lesson, but I wish I had done more of that earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are our questions. And this was our episode. (laughs) You know, I think one of the things that I hope as we bring people on is that we just peel back the onion as much as we can. And, you know, our goal, once again, is, you know, just to really showcase the lives that we've lived and the maybe a little bit of the expectations that we had for ourselves and the way we saw ourselves then and how we've grown and changed and experienced the next, you know, the 35 years since then. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't wait to see who comes on because I just, as you said earlier, have such affection for everyone. So any too. any hopes you have? I hope people will say yes
0: to our invitation to come talk with us. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this was so
1: cool. fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks for a great first episode. Bye.